0: celiac disease to feel confident and be okay with who they are and navigate their life in a healthy way and be able to take care of themselves. Hey, this is celiac and gluten-free living with Deb. Welcome to my podcast where I talk about all things gluten-free. Would you do me a favor? Pause, rate this show, five stars, write a review. Let me know what you like about the show. I'd really appreciate it and you can check out uh, celiac and glutenfree living with Deb.com. All right, when I was a child, okay, my parents raised me, as a strict vegetarian and let me just say this I was not diagnosed with celiac disease until I was 28 years old and I at that point when I was diagnosed at 28 i had never heard of this disease celiac and uh and that was probably around 2005 ish never heard of it first time I ever heard of it now I hear about it everywhere but at the time never had heard of it and it was very hard I went from having no idea what to do to figuring it out eventually with a lot of ups and downs. Uh, But uh, And so that was my story. But when I was a child, I was not diagnosed with celiac disease. I could have had it, but it was undetected. And my parents raised me at, like I said, on a very, as a very strict vegetarian, like a lacto-ovo vegetarian, the kind that eats plants, dairy products, and eggs, okay, I was not vegan, but I was vegetarian. And that was the way I was raised from the very beginning, never even eating meat. And I didn't even really touch meat until my 20s. And that only started when I was diagnosed with celiac disease and I became gluten-free, because as I was trying to adjust to my new gluten-free diet, um, I was trying to figure out how to do it. And I was experimenting, eating different things, trying meat even though it wasn't something that I normally ate, just doing things outside of my comfort zone, learning how to be a new person, basically. And as I was a kid, you know, I lived in a world that was mostly meat eating, you know, and as a kid, I felt different. Uh, I felt like I had to explain myself. I, I had to answer lots of questions like, Uh, from other people who might be like for instance they have a hamburger and they look at me and saying you know does this look good (laughs) what do you eat you know or questions like do you wish or do you want to try meat just a a lot of questions because it was um, intriguing to people because I was different and uh, for me I didn't know any different because that's the way my parents brought me up and I didn't I sometimes might say, yeah, that looks really good, but I have no desire to eat what you're eating um, because I don't eat meat. And I kind of had a little aversion to eating meat, I think, because I felt safe in my vegetarian world. And so a piece of me might've been a little bit scared or intimidated by meat because um, it just wasn't what I was used to. And, you know, that might sound funny, but a lot of us are intimidated by things that we aren't used to, um, and so to me, that's that's just how I felt. And you know what really helped me when I was young get uh, what helps me what helped me be different and be okay. There was a few things that my parents did that helped me. And um, number one, my parents not only raised me as a vegetarian, but they also educated me about the food I was eating. And what nutrients were found in what food? What were sources of carbohydrates and sugar and protein? And people used to ask me about my protein a lot. I got that a lot as a vegetarian. They'd ask me, you know, how do you get your protein? Well, if you're the kind of vegetarian, you might eat eggs. You know, there's a complete protein. But I would often find myself explaining um, n- how the nutritional. Uh, information that my parents educated me with about how vegetarians can combine different foods to make what you call a complete protein, which is what your body needs, like beans and rice making a complete protein. So there is a conscious way where vegetarians consume foods that have the protein that they need. Uh, because that seemed to be a big concern by a lot of people who would hear I was a vegetarian. And, um, and this education that my parents gave me helped me feel empowered and less, less self-conscious uh, as a vegetarian. And uh, the second thing that helped me be okay with being different as a child is that uh, my mother would cook and model this lifestyle for me. And, um, so it wasn't just her doing her own thing and then raising me a different way. It was her, she was living, breathing, doing the same thing I was doing. And this helped me, um, also learn about food. Uh, and it helped me navigate my own food choices when I went out to like the store or the restaurants or people's houses because of my mother cooking and modeling that vegetarian diet for me. And, you know, it's funny, I remember maybe when I was like 10, 11, I went to a friend's house where they had a big meal. I don't remember what the occasion was, but they had barbecue chicken. And I remember going through like this food assembly line and someone asking me, like they kind of just were automatically giving me like, okay, here's a piece of barbecue chicken. How many do you want? And I just said one, even though I thought I don't want any because I'm a vegetarian. But at that moment, um, I didn't want to stand out. I didn't feel like holding up a line. I didn't want to get a question. And um, so I just put it on my plate. And I thought, you know, if I just put it on my plate, it won't be a big deal. And I'll just keep moving on. And I remember I sat down to eat. And everybody's like loving the chicken and eating this, eating that. And I just, I had that one little piece of chicken on my plate. And I remember feeling so self-conscious. I didn't want to like, that was like everybody's favorite thing that was on the plate. And I didn't just I wasn't in the mood to explain why I didn't want to eat it so I still remember picking it up and taking a couple bites and I really didn't like it like I wasn't used to that barbecue kind of burned barbecue kind of flavor I just never had ate meat in my entire life this is the first time I'm sinking my teeth into anything um, like this and I remember not liking and I think I probably buried it under something else to kind of hide it that I didn't eat it all the way and um that was (laughs) the first bite i ever took of meat and um, it was the last bite i probably had for like the next 20 years or so and i you know that's just to say like you know i got tired i got tired of exploiting myself i got tired of the questions i just didn't feel like it that day but i always stood out in my head because there wasn't a lot of moments that i just went ahead and did something like that because i just really didn't want to um, but, you know, it's also a real example that even if you are young and you're a little bit different, how sometimes you just do something you don't normally do because you don't feel like explaining yourself or you don't feel like being different because being different takes a lot of energy. It does as an adult and it most definitely does as you're as you're, you know, when you're a child. And I know this is a story about vegetarianism, but you can see where I'm going with this. You know, when you're different, you're different. People wonder, people ask questions. This can become so tedious. And by the time I was 28 years old and I received a celiac diagnosis, I had lived this life of a vegetarian. I was used to being different. I was used to the questions it brought me. And uh, so that was nothing new. And now celiac was obviously harder because it was a medical diagnosis and it does require a gluten-free diet for the rest of your life you know being different for me then was no longer a choice it was a must Um, being different as a vegetarian um, it was a choice um, but it also was hard to be something different because it was what I knew um, even though it was a choice Uh, but I'm not, it's interesting because if your parents raise you a certain way, at what point does that become a choice for you? You know, like at some point it transitions into a choice. I mean, you know, I guess you could argue 18 years, you're old, you can do what you want, right? As an adult. Um, but it, it's, anyways, it is harder as a, you know, with celiac disease being gluten free. It is not a choice, it is a must. And um, the transition is still hard. You know, but I found that growing up a little bit different actually was a strength I had going for me as I uh, transitioned to gluten-free diet and being diagnosed with celiac disease. So if I had a child that had celiac disease, I would do those things that my parents did for me. I would, number one, educate my children, my child, so I could empower them, you know, so when... People are asking them questions. They know why they're doing what they're doing and why it's necessary. Because when you're different, people are so skeptical of you and why you're doing what you're doing. It's very interesting. Like, because a lot of times people feel like they're looking in at you and they're very judgmental and they're making judgments and analyzing if you're doing the right thing. Um, that happens a lot, not every time, but it happens a lot and, you know, it's hard. It can be frustrating. It can be annoying. It can be a lot of things, but educating your child as to the nutrients of food, why you choose what you choose and what it does in your body will really help them. And, uh, the second thing, number two is to just model the lifestyle to the best of your ability. Even if you don't have celiac disease, just try to model it the best you can. You know, just take one for the team. You know, this is your chance to prepare your child for a life with celiac disease, and their life really depends on it. And um, so, you can definitely, um, as you navigate the lifestyle, uh, eating gluten free, and, chi- and you involve your child in it, and you're doing it together, there's no better learning experience than that. And uh, the third thing is teach your kids how to select food. You know, when you're out, or when you're at the grocery store or at a restaurant and that kind of goes along with modeling that lifestyle because if they're with you, they're watching you navigate that, you're talking about it and um, they're learning how to do it too. Of course, there's different stages to this, right? You um, start simple when they're young and uh, depending on their age, you talk more and more to them and you give them little details as they get older, or whatever they can handle, whatever they can understand. And the last thing the very last thing that I would say, and it's not necessarily th- anything that my parents taught me, but I think it would have helped me if I would have, um, been told this, and that is to tell your child or teach your children that they are no, they're under no obligation to always have to explain to people, you know, um, uh, you don't always have to explain to your peers why you do what you do, you know, it's okay to do what you do and you don't have to tell everybody why all the time because it's exhausting, (laughs) okay? So just knowing that it's okay to not explain all the time. Um, And I think those four things would really help your children if you're raising children with celiac disease um, as they adjust and it would help them as they grow and become more comfortable in their gluten-free lifestyle. And these are skills and that they could take with them for the rest of their life. And it will, it will help them. I hope this message resonates with you. Do me a favor again, please rate the show five stars so other people can find the show faster, write a review. I hope you have an amazing day. Namaste.